Within her shotgun cottage in Bayou St. John, New Orleans, Caroline Hebert Guidry is having possibly the most interesting evening of her life. And not at all in a way she could have ever imagined. Upon learning of her neighbor man, recent friend, and now maybe something else, Jimmy Keene's illustrious past as a star witness against the Ponzi scheme and murder, both of which he had participated in, she's more fascinated than anything else. Jimmy basically runs out of energy to speak. So he's laying there in the pillows of her bed, looking at the ceiling when his eyes aren't closed. And she's sitting with him, petting his hair, deep in thought. Eventually she asks him, So who all knows about this? Well, I told Bowden, and now you. Technically, Big Jim knows. But I don't even know how much he remembers anymore. Caroline puts her hand on Jimmy's chest over his heart. You know I'm not going to tell anyone. Yeah, I know. That's why I told you. I wasn't even going to tell Bowden at first, but then one thing led to another and... He seemed like the opportune person because he could give me his professional opinion on the whole thing. (laughs) But I don't want to put people in that position, you know? Well, yeah. It's dangerous to know. It's dangerous to tell people. Otherwise, you wouldn't even need witness protection. Right. And I didn't even tell you about all that yet. But I don't even know if I can right now. I'm kind of tired of talking about it. I don't talk about it very often. No, I don't imagine. Cole doesn't really like to talk about it. And I don't blame him. Because I don't either. I put it to him quick and dirty. Oh, well, uh... But Caroline didn't take that in a filthy way. But then he didn't want to know too many more details. Less to try to pretend he doesn't know. Caroline takes her hand from Jimmy's heart, lays down beside him, and puts her head on it instead. You don't have to tell me everything. You can just... Tell me what you want, but you can tell me anything. He lightly pets her hair. I know. I know. They lay there for a minute. He kind of feels as though it's all very surreal. But after long enough, he realizes it really is happening. And that feels kind of significant, emotionally. So, of course, his next inclination is humor. 
bet this isn't what you expected when I came over to get naked. <laughs> well, no, but I'm glad I saw it. I didn't see anything that put me off. Alright, well... I mean, speaking of, I kind of want to take these jeans off. It'd probably be more comfortable. Sure. Be my guest. Jeans are on the floor. He's not actually naked on his lower half. He's still wearing boxer briefs. Caroline checks him out. He can't help but notice. Look, I know that I just put some kind of heavy stuff on you, so we don't have to fuck right now. Or ever. But, I mean... Oh, don't worry. I still would. <laughs> he tilts his head to look at her. Really? You heard all that and you're still hot for this? <laughs> well, when you put it like that, sounds kind of demented. <laughs> well, I need a couple minutes. Gotta get myself back together. That's not all of it, though. He's also kind of basking in feelings. She heard all that, and she's still here. She wants to hear more whenever I'm ready to tell her. She still wants me to get naked. Caroline continues cuddling him. She's wearing a t-shirt, a little pair of shorts. He's trying not to pay attention to the fact that he can feel her body pressed up against him. Just a couple layers of fabric in between them. But then he thinks, what the fuck? If I hadn't gone ahead and told her about my fucking alternative identity, I would be inside this woman right now. So, that and every other thing considered, modesty is cute and all, but I think I can give it up. Since when have I ever practiced modesty anyway? <sighs> Caroline isn't bothered either. Her hand is still lightly resting on him, and her head tucked under his chin, right above his heart. So, can I say it one time? What? Your other name. Because I want to say something to you, to every single part of you, you now and him then. Yeah, sure. You done good, Dean. I think all the things you were trying to make up for before, you did it. And you did a good job. More than a good job. Fuck. 
He slides down a bit in the bed, rolls over towards her, takes her face in his hands. And maybe he was gonna leave it at that, but she responds in kind, so... This goes on for a little minute, and contrary to all of his visions that he'd had, she's not just passively being railroaded or a prisoner in the passenger seat of this car while he drives away. It is very clear to him in every possible way that she wants to be there with him doing that. She draws back a little bit, catching his lip between her teeth. I want to know and care for you exactly how you are. He's got to gather himself a minute. All right, but what do you want? I mean, for you. She thinks about this for a minute. Well, I want that for me, too. I want you to know and care about me, too. All right. Yeah. I think I can do that. Okay. He looks at her face because he likes looking at her face. And although he doesn't have much faith in his own ability to read people, as opposed to just seeing what he wants to see in them, he thinks she looks pretty objectively hopeful. Maybe cautiously, but nonetheless strongly optimistic. Oh, she wants this. Do I think she wants this? She wants this. I want this. So, it's go time. I'm gonna ask. And this is her. I know her. The worst thing she could do is say no. That wouldn't be that bad. Not to be too crude, but are you still down to fuck? <laughs> His own cautious or incautious optimism pays off because she most definitely does not say no. Well, I am if you are. Then she sits up, tugs her shorts down, pulls them off, throws them, and she sits back on her heels and rips her t-shirt off right over her head. As the t-shirt comes off, she's grinning, and Jimmy's mind just record scratch because she's now totally naked except for a pair of bikini-style underpants. In black because she's classy, and he's just taking it all in. There's not a lot of body to take in. The back of his mind thinks something like, good thing I'm not a tit man, but he does not care. This 
and especially the gesture behind it is more than enough. Holy shit. Are you like it? I was going to put on some little teddy or something, but then I thought, if you didn't come back, she's creeping a little closer, walking on her knees. I'd just be sitting here alone in lingerie and that'd be kind of sad. There's nothing sad about this. Here, here. He sits up, takes his t-shirt off, thinks about it for half a second, then peels off the boxer brief things too. Caroline raises her eyebrows, looking him over. Wow, Jimmy, look at you. <laughs> so then she's in his lap. His hands are in her hair. I've been wanting to get the two of us naked since partway through our first conversation, I think. He goes for her neck. Really? That soon? They go for one another's face. What about you? When did you decide? He's running his hand over the top of her butt, trying to get a look over her shoulder without just... And then he notices that she's got a full-length mirror on a stand across the room. It's at a good enough angle. Oh, yeah. That's gonna work. Oh. Well, it took me a while to decide because I'm like that. I'm frustrating. <laughs> That's okay. You can admit it. I mean, I've been thinking you were real cute all along with it. And there was a couple of times I just said something real forward, and I was thinking, Oh no. What if I decide I don't want to fuck him? <laughs> I've just been torturing this poor man. He's getting a handful of her butt. Being with you is never torture. No. No. Couldn't be. I think now the only torture would be having to go without you. Don't worry. Just treat me right and you don't have to. Yeah, okay. Let's see what we can do about that. <laughs> <laughs>